Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Footballistic the Arsenal. I am Boyd Hilton. He is uh, Josh. He is uh, still out, thrown out of his house, still having renovations, but he's there. He was at, you were at the uh, West Ham game, I believe. I was, and so was our guest today. I was in East London. Uh, awkward to get to, I would say, from my part of North London via public transport. Involves going sort of into town and then and then out again. And I've got to say, I mean, we'll come on to the game was, you know, ending up a bit gutting enough. But being in a 30-minute queue from one yeah. thirty till about two minutes into the game outside the London Stadium is, is not the one uh, no. when you just want to get into the stadium. So not the most... Uh, enjoyable trip to east london but alas we'll get on to that yeah and our guest is indeed ross yershon hi ross hi boy nice to meet you okay yeah very good um so you were there as well how was your journey to the uh to the stadium uh similar to josh's but i did set off probably about half an hour or an hour before josh so i managed to uh have uh have everything checked twice yeah there was loads of queues but yeah managed to get in about half one so the um I had, a, I had a fairly reasonable trip in, to be fair. Oh, okay. Well done. Well done. This is why I don't go to away games, though, Josh, obviously. Boyd, how, how was your experience to the couch? Was it everything you hoped it would be? Um, the couch was fine. I was at my mate my mate Elgar's, and um, he's got a new dog. He's got a new puppy called Zamo. And, um, but I'm starting to feel like he's a bit cursed because that's where I, I He's a Liverpool fan, so I watched the Liverpool game last week there with Elgar and the puppy and obviously what happened happened. And then this time again, almost like the same thing happened with the two going to nil up, etc. Um, so I might have to stop doing that. I might have to have them around to mine or just break the whole cycle. I mean, obviously the next home games at home, so I'll be there on Friday, but it, yeah, I, I'm being to think it was, it's a curse of some kind. Um, but they were cheering. I mean, the, my Elgar was cheering us on. He's, you know, like most people, I think like pretty much every team in the league, except maybe Tottenham and probably Chelsea and obviously Man City. And I think everyone else wants us to beat Man City. Um, I'm going to start as well with a slight little uh, rant 
which is that not a rant, but just a, we often get this that whenever people I'm prefacing the fact we're going to be critical, a bit critical of Arsenal, maybe Arteta, some players, etc. You know, because that's what we did. We we you know we analyze the situation, and I saw a lot of people after the game on social media kind of haven't asked the fans having to go at each other again a bit. And mainly about people, fans being too negative, you know, publicly negative on Twitter. Like, as if that, as if that matters. Like, we have to, we have to remember that before social media, those of us old enough to remember back in the day, before mobile phones and social media, you'd go after a game like that, you'd go to the pub, you'd talk it, and you'd, you'd talk about it, and you'd talk about all the issues, and you'd criticize whoever needed criticizing, and you'd, you know, that's how you kind of. Now, if you dare criticize anyone. You know, and I don't care how good a season we're having, you're still entitled to criticise the team. People jump on you on social media and it becomes a big thing. It's like, it's a weird thing, like almost like supporting your team uh, on social media is the same as supporting them in the at the Emirates or at the game. It's just not. We're obviously, we're all going to show our support at the next game, but it doesn't mean we can't criticise the team or the manager after a game like that. Anyway, that was my long preamble, Russ, to say that. That was definitely the most disappointing game for a long time for Arsenal because I think the Liverpool game we came away thinking almost like how do you it was, it was we all said last week it's really hard to work out is it a two points is it a point dropped a point gained two points dropped two points gained you know but having gone two up against West Ham and played so beautifully for the first like what 20-25 minutes yeah. and for them to happen to let happen what happened and you could tell how angry um, Arteta was afterwards because he really laid into the team, which was very unusual, I thought, for basically being complacent. What's your? I I I think it was a real, uh, it could be a real turning point because I am actually pessimistic, as everyone listening to the podcast knows. Uh, it's got me worried. Just the manner of the decision making after we went two 0 up, the miss pen, the missed penalty onwards, particularly and conceding that goal and everything else that happened. I, I am a bit worried about what the the impact that might have on our championship Premier League drive. How am yeah, I being look, over the top? No, no, of course not. Look, starting with obviously the criticism, but, uh, you're right. If people can structure their criticism in the right way, obviously you look under the Wenger years when obviously every, everyone went absolutely mental at Wenger. If you can structure your criticism in the right way, then it can be heard. And yeah, Arsenal fans yesterday and obviously last week, absolutely right to, to, to criticise the team, because obviously Lightning has struck twice. We're 2-0 up at Liverpool. And although Liverpool's second half last week were, were outstanding, they pushed us back. I think Arteta didn't need to bring on the Polish centre-back. I thought he should have brought on Jorginho. And I think yesterday as well, although the team just kind of stopped playing after half an hour and we let them back in, West Ham, it seemed, were like, you know what? Let's just go and press Arsenal and see what happens. We've got nothing to lose. We're 2-0 down. Party makes a mistake. Penalty, 2-1. And then, obviously, second half, I don't think we had a, a proper shot on target. Um, and West Ham just managed to just carry on from where they left off. And I also thought, again, Arteta, some of the substitutions I would have, I would have, I would have made different. I thought Saka after the penalty missed. I don't think there's any there's any issue taking him off. I thought he he should have come off because I didn't think he was offering as much as he had done in previous games. And then if he'd have brought on. Uh, probably Trossard on the right. He could have brought on Nelson earlier and Ketia through the middle a lot quicker. Then, again, maybe we could have got that winning goal. Yeah, since you brought up the substitutions, uh, we have to talk about it. I do. I, I really worry about his substitutions. I mean, I, I, I thought they were bad against Liverpool. 
but these were really worse. And what struck me about them was, I know that I know that Gab, that uh, Jesus is is coming back from injury, but he's come back from injury, right? He he looks absolutely as dynamic and as brilliant yeah. as ever, and he didn't look tired. I mean, who, we, I know we, we we can't possibly know, but he looked absolutely fine when they substituted him, and he was our, I thought he was our best player, and he he provides such a drive and um and vigor to the team. You take him off. And I don't care who you replace him with, um, it's not going to be the same. I would have kept him on, bring Trossard on, but keep him on, but keep Jesus, Jesus on. You know, I was reminded of the old days, the Wenger days, we've had a lot to say about Arsene Wenger. But the one thing he always kind of did in these situations was bring on more forwards. You know, he wouldn't necessarily, he would just kind of throw forwards at the situation. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. I'm not saying Arteta should have done that, but I really think substituting Gabriel was weird. And also, even and also Odegaard. I know Odegaard didn't have his best game for me. Like he took off our best players. Party as well. He substituted. I know Party was obviously Party was. was a, if there's a turning point in that game, then it was when Declan Rice yeah. got that ball off him, which may or may not have been a handball. But you, you, collectively, he's taking. You're taking off your best players. Your core of brilliant, brilliant players. In fact, Martinelli as well did substitute Martinelli. Yeah. All things like a fever dream. And I just, I think he didn't really sit back, Arteta. And I know it's ridiculous to criticise him, but you have to, again, to back up. Brilliant job he's done. He can carry on. He can have a 10-year contract, so I'm unconcerned. But his substituting was weird. And it's almost like he forget, forgot in the in the hectic helter-skelter of the game at that point that you're, he's taking off all his best players, a lot of his best players, and bringing on fairly obviously inferior ones. And I, Josh, am I, again, am I being overly critical? But I think the substitutions are beginning to be a bit of an issue for me. You're nowhere near as critical as when you call for his head. I think that's fair to say a couple <laughs> of years ago, boys. So don't don't worry about that. But look, the the problem we reflected on as we we left the stadium was the the downgrade that sadly is you know what what comes off our our bench at the moment, and that's you know just just the reality of you know where where we are you know with our with our squad. Um, I think it's amazing to think we made five substitutions, and we all love. Bakayo Saka, but I agree with Russ. I mean, it, it it was a day to probably to bring him off, and it's got nothing to do with the penalty. He just you know wasn't having one of his best days, and you know you're looking around for for options of who to take off. Then you know he would have been one I turned to. I, I you almost suspect maybe there's the sports scientist guys still managing what's going on with Gabriel Jesus and going well he can get through this many minutes and this many minutes gradually, gradually. And that he almost feels he has to because, you know, of what would happen now, you know, without him again, because of, you know, how toothless we were in that little period where, you know, at the end of Enketia's reign, if we'll, we'll call it that. Um, so, yeah, there were, were some sort of, sort of surprising substitutions that were made. I, I totally, totally agree with you. But... Um, you know, it should uh, it should never have got to the stage where the subs were were needed to to change the game. It's uh, you know defensively crazy. I mean, so few things happen after thirty years in the Premier League that haven't happened before. But I couldn't believe the stat that said this was the first time that consecutive games Arsenal have given away a two goal lead mm. to to not win the game. That that is remarkable, right? To go through thirty seasons, of, yeah. 38, 40 games, 40 games in those original years of the Premier League. Um, you know, that's, it is, that's, it's unacceptable. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it, Russ? How similar the situations were in in that you know we go two 0 up and then there's a turning point 
I mean, it was a completely different type of turning point. Yeah. A lot of people think we we discussed endlessly last week whether the exact nature yeah. of the of the turning point and how if Shaka was to blame. And now this time, our other midfielder, our other central midfielder, allowed the ball to be taken off him by. Now, was that an amazing moment by our future player Declan Rice? Do we credit him for like just going for that, or or do we? Is is was that a mistake by? I mean, I guess it's in, inherently a mistake, isn't it, that he had control of the ball and he and he, and he let it go. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely a mistake by party. And I think just because, as I said, we, we started the game so well, first 2025, 2-0 up, cruising. You can see Declan Rice was getting so frustrated with the players in front because they weren't pressing. And when they when they were pressing, Arsenal got through and then Deck tried to push on and obviously we just played through them. But as I said, I honestly believe West Ham just thought we're 2-0 down here. We've got nothing to lose. And Deck just went for it. And there you go. They got a the piece of luck. And then... And then the penalty, and then actually, then they're back in it. They start playing long balls. Holdings get pressurised. Tierney gets pressurised. We go in at 2-1. As you said, same as last week. And the second half, we we didn't really come out. We didn't, uh, I don't think Fabianski had a proper save to make. West Ham played their game. They got more confident. Yes, the subs didn't work. Again, the penalty is a penalty. It's it, Yes, yes, he scores. We go on to win. But look, mm. we didn't deserve to win the second half. We 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 just we just played pretty poorly. We didn't we didn't press, um, and we let Antonio uh, bully us. And I thought I thought Bowen had quite a good second half. I thought all West Ham players played well second half. They really pushed us back. Was it was it as simple as complacency, Josh? I mean, that's pretty much what Arteta said afterwards. And I think a lot of people were surprised. Um, I listened to six oh six and um, Chris uh, thingy was saying he couldn't. Put, he was surprised that Arteta was being so critical of the players. But they were complacent, weren't they? I mean, I think it's just... A, it's of just... all the things, I thought Arsenal are not going to win a Premier League title for this season. You know, um, complacency mm. was so so far down the list of things that you you expect Arsenal to, to get in. And that's what it was. And Arteta said it, and it was a bit unusual for him to... I mean, he literally used the phrase in him, one of it, like, flicks right flicks I mean it's almost like something you expect people on Twitter to start start talking about but he used it um himself and uh and that shows you sort of how angry you know he was with it he didn't feel there was a killer conviction in that side to go three nil and four nil and you know and absolutely take it away because I'll I'll put my hand up when we scored that second goal I turned to Ollie Ricky last week I said we're still amazing so we could still yeah. win the league. Yeah, yeah. And genuinely, we start going. Well, hang on, the goal reference. Can yeah, of swing back. Oh. You know, we could if we get four today. Then suddenly we're in. We all know, thought within that. We all three, thought that. And, and yeah. where do we go? So we, yeah, it we're playing um, so well. You're right. I, I sorry, just sorry, Russ. In that first twenty minutes, I I kept saying to my mate, and you know, the, look, the, incredible how good we are. And he was like, yeah, this is unbelievable. How, how we can play football so well, and that was made made it so insane, Josh. Sorry. No, I, I the the thing we were trying to discuss on the way out, and and you mentioned you know the Liverpool two two. We were trying to think right. We've only had seven games this season in the Premier League. We we haven't won. Right, incredible. And you know mm. we we have to sort of noise that. But there was an argument to say this was the most gutting. Right, even I think arguably more than Everton. Where when oh, I went definitely. up to Everton. Because yeah. you can kind of put that down to we didn't really turn up on the day. 
Everton's first game under Dice. They just bombard us with corners. We probably should have escaped with a draw, but you felt like we'd missed out on a point that day. You didn't feel like we'd missed out on all on all three. Defeat at United, you know, we, we can feel like the referee, you know, it d- didn't go our way that day. You know, we can put down the point against Brentford at home also to, you know, very dodgy Varkle. You know, City beat us comfortably at home. This was the worst one because it was so in our grasp and we didn't have what we had at Liverpool with the onslaught in the second half where you actually felt like you'd escaped with a a point. So, yeah, um, sadly, it's not the time of year you want that feeling leaving your ground. And and Josh, just looking at that, I 100% agree. This this was the one that you just, you can't fathom as to think what what the hell was going on. (laughs) The only thing was, once you tune it up, that stadium was so quiet, was so quiet. I don't know whether the players were just, were, were just, just got like, hang on, we're tuning up here. Let's go again. But they, they, they just didn't go again. And as I said, look, silly mistakes. We, we, we let them in and then um, that's it. The, the crowd picks up, but it was, it was so quiet. I think it's great that we're playing next before Man City. We've obviously got this unique situation. City have got the FA Cup. But right, we, there is not a game on paper that you could ask for more now, right? Like Samson, obviously, we drew away from mm-hmm. home. Yeah. But to have a game soon, so you just at least psychologically get some more points on the board before we go for that, you know, incredibly big game um, at the Etihad. Um, I think, yeah, we, we should at least acknowledge and be grateful um, of that. And also, at least if we beat Southampton, we, we go into that game you know, still ahead, you know, mm. on the day and the game. And, you know, we we, we just need to, to get through. I think, Boyd, we were sort of caught out, maybe so many of us, we were talking about on the podcast, almost fast forwarding to that Man City game. Yeah, like yeah. it was a formality. Yeah. We were going to get six points. And, yeah. and there is an element of going, well, if we'd have played West Ham, you know, seven, eight games into the season and got a point, away mm. there early in the season and being where we are now, it wouldn't feel anywhere near as bad because it's not, you know, a home defeat to Nottingham Forest or a home defeat to, you know, Southampton. So, um, yeah, just a, just a horrible, horrible feeling yeah. and one that you you hope the the players, you know, won't be too impacted by because you, you do worry about how they sort of look because Russ's point there, this was not a cauldron. Where suddenly the stadium, you know, it was, well, it like, was like Liverpool again. We kept Liverpool quiet for twenty yeah. minutes last week as well. Yeah. We met, you know, yeah. But it was a cauldron once. It was a cauldron, particularly I think once Saka missed the penalty. Yeah. And no, again, no, absolutely no. You know, he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's our legend. And as I've just... said, all penalty takers miss penalties. But that moment, I felt like that really got the crowd going. Their crowd and then, going. And then just on Friday as well, I I can definitely see changes and. Again, from what you're saying, Josh, on that, I would absolutely give Saka give give Saka a rest. I I did think when Trossard came on, he looked very busy for for five ten minutes. But I think it was then that West Ham they got it to two two. They had two banks of four, and we just couldn't get through them. If the game would have been more open, as you know, Trossard is is a phenomenally quick, phenomenal quick feet. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if he if he starts on on Friday. I hope he does. I I, I do think you do need to mix it up. Because obviously Trossard played, I think, one of his first games away at City in the uh, in the cup game, and he was unlucky not to score at least twice. So again, it, mm. maybe Arteta will maybe mix it up there. But controversial, controversial. I mean, let me just <laughs> hold on. You're saying you want 
Arteta, I mean, I, I, my, I admire the boldness of your suggestion to drop Saka for the Friday night game against Southampton at home and bring in Trossard. Is that what you're saying? Either that or or, or rest Jesus and put and put Trossard put Trossard mm. in there. Yeah, the the we should be we should be Southampton at home the way we've but, been playing all season. The City game like, is a, the City game is a big one, and I and I think you, you, that's that's where you need the best team. But uh, yes, but I think Josh is right. This is a chance, isn't it? I mean, without wanting to sound again, you use the C word, the complacency word. This is a chance to build up our goal difference. And I think for me, like I, I stick with the same team. I don't, I don't, I, I wouldn't change it at all. I completely the opposite. I absolutely disagree. I think you've got to start with your strongest team. We, we, it's not like we're playing in Europe in the mid middle of the week or anything, you know. It's it, you know we've got plenty of time to recover. We've got plenty of time to recover after the the, the Friday night game. We need to score as many. We're going to beat Southampton convincingly and score goals. And I think I like Trossard. He's great, but you stick with your. I think I think Jesus Jesus is so good that you have to keep him. Yeah. There's so many things that have gone in our favour. If you if you just want to analyse it, the fact we're playing Friday gives us as much time as we could have really before yeah. a, a midweek game at City. Um, so we should be grateful for that. And then, you know, on the back of City, we've we've got these extra days now as well because of a Chelsea game being moved. So mm. actually the, the the distance that we could have had between the City fixtures have, have gone our way um in both regards. Um and Chelsea have got imagine... a new manager who cannot who cannot manage a football club. And sorry, yeah. Pink, so yeah. I've Well, uh, I did see his record is uh, one one of the last fourteen. And yeah. that's very much hope yeah. that um that doesn't improve anytime soon. Um but you yeah, point- I'd be surprised to see too many, too many, too many changes. But I, there could be one Did or two. I, I worry Russ? about party a little bit. I don't know if he's got a little injury or something doesn't look quite right in, yeah. the, in the last couple of games. He looks just a bit off it. So I just wonder maybe that is a game for Jorginho. I, to, to I wouldn't in. mind seeing Jorginho instead of party. But what do you think? What Russ's suggestion of dropping Saka in favour of? Uh... I'll, I'll, I'll be surprised. Um, I'd be surprised if um, if Saka's not on the pitch, and I think the fact that Arteta played him for the yeah. full ninety. But then again, it wasn't that long ago he he did start on the bench, didn't he? In one of the uh, the home games, was it yeah, the Leeds game? Leeds game at home. Yeah, after the um, yeah. After the international break. Yeah, so you know, was it the yield or something? Or was that am I imagine? Yeah, I think yeah. Well, yeah. we're not. You know, definitely other factors that were coming back off the international break. So. Um, I I don't know. I mean, the the interesting one is obviously he's very loyal to this idea of a right sided centre back and a left sided because you know Kiwi or isn't isn't getting an opportunity and there is you know I'm not here to sort of cast any bad words on on Rob Holding and you know he's he's doing a he's doing his absolute best and you know he's been an incredible servant for the club but there is an element of saying well. You know, I, I don't know what number England centre-back he is, but it, there's an argument to say top 20, possibly not. Like, you know, whereas here we've got a Polish international who played at the World Cup, yeah. who, well, you know, isn't isn't getting the opportunity because he's, you know, a left-sided centre-back. And you, I almost just wor- wonder as well, if Tommy Yasu was fit, would we have seen Ben White oh. shifted across? Mm. Um, I, and Tim, Tommy yeah. Yasu sort of going at right-back, even though Ben White has, has been so good and, of course, got another... Um, assist on on Sunday so you know we're, we're dealing with the with the hands that we're we're dealt uh at the moment but um we just need the whole no, no, stadium I think you've made, I back, think you've back with up. us Friday and winning yeah yeah no, 100, 100%, 100%. Up. 
100%. Friday is obviously must win and it should it should be pretty comfortable. But Southampton don't get beat heavily um, away from home. Obviously, they I know I know every, everyone seems to win at Chelsea. They did win at Chelsea. They uh, they don't concede too many. So I, City I, beat I, them four one, I think, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm with you, boy. I'm with Russ here, right? I'm not here thinking remotely about goal difference. One nil, no problem. I I think the chances of us getting to where they are on the goal difference is is going to be too difficult um, now. So I think, you know, we just worry about points. Before we go to the break, I just want to, I mean, this is a huge topic, actually, I'm just bringing up, but you, you were talking about the defenders, talking about holding. And of course, Tierney came in, had to come in as well for Zinchenko. And I, and what was interesting was I I just think and I thought Tierney played really well for the for, for in the period where we all played well right I think he there was that moment where he thought oh he's gonna before the goal where he thought he's gonna shoot wildly and then he didn't shoot which was the right decision and he and he passed it and he made a good pass and that led to the goal but I do think we're in this position where Zinchenko um, is so key and. It just in the, his passing ability, he offers an out, doesn't he? Because he, he goes into midfield so brilliantly and he's all, he can be all over the place. And it's like he's always available for the ball. And I just think Tini's not quite that player. I love him. You know, he's a, he's a great fullback, but he's just not quite the amazing. That Sinjenko, along with Jesus, has been transformative, haven't they, really, for the, in terms of this season for us? Yeah. And I think that's a massive miss. That was a massive miss in the end. You just inter- and that period after once we once we off went to up, it, it was the period we were talking about where we couldn't manage to get a shot on target. I felt where that's where we're really missing the likes of Zinchenko because he does help start attacks a lot. Like I just you know, and then equally to have holding in there instead of Saliba, that's half your defense. That's half your back four that's that's gone. And I do think our defending has been poor for quite a while now. When's, I mean, when's the last time we kept a clean sheet? I can't remember. I mean, it was so long ago. Um, we're letting in two goals a lot. We're letting even the worst teams we play, we let them score. We allow them to score. And I do, I, we, I really, really, I think we're desperate to get Saliba back, particularly. He just, because the one thing we lacked after, after we went 2 0 up, yesterday was composure right and he is the most composed central defender that out there he's so brilliant he's so calm and i just think and he's a good passer as well i think it's really affected us the the the, the, having losing saliba i really do yeah i thought uh, i thought tierney you're right tierney was outstanding the first 20 25 minutes he was doing the zinchenko role and more he was he was up and down strong physical but I, i think because he hadn't played many 90 minutes so in the second half, I think he struggled. As West Ham pushed us back, uh, I thought Bayern was excellent and Antonio again pushed holding back. Tierney struggled. He couldn't get... We didn't go forward enough. Um, and yeah, obviously, you have Zinchenko there and Saliba there. It's more composed. And then we start dictating the game, which obviously we we didn't really do second half. So yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Let's have a break. And after the break, we'll talk about what we all think this means for our Premier League title push. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back from the break. Um, what do you reckon, Josh? What's your feeling as you as you were drifting away from the London Stadium, gutted, disappointed, let down? Um, and now we've had like a... 24 hours to think about it what do you think do you think i mean when you think about we've lost we've we've um only got two points out of those two games did you think how brilliant a position would have we have been in if we'd if we managed to keep those leads ahead of man city and i just that's my feeling about it is that we've just thrown away such a brilliant opportunity to go into that game against city um, with such a, with a commanding lead over them, it just feels now. And the, if you look at the betting, I mean that we're now City are pretty firm favourites now. Yeah, um, not as big as I thought. I, I have to say, I, I, I didn't quite know exactly what price Arsenal would be. We're still slightly under two to one, and that's a you know a, a, fi- a fighting chance, more than a, much more than a fighting chance. Is a, is a proper mm. title race. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess t- time heals, right? Twenty four hours on, I think leaving the stadium, it, it felt like. This was the moment we threw it away. But it all depends on what we do next Wednesday. And there is an element of going, right, okay, if you're going to win a Premier League title, you know, we've gone away to Man United and got beat. Man City came to the Emirates and outplayed, you know, played brilliantly and and won 3-1. You know, we've got to go to to Newcastle, you know, and, and do something. We've gone to Anfield, got a point. At some point, we've got to go and get a big result in an away game and we might only need a point, right? We go there, we beat Southampton, we get a point at City, got five games to go and win the Premier League. Can you imagine? I mean, mm. it, it, that that that's kind of not the worst feeling in the world. Whether we could really get through Chelsea, Newcastle, Brighton, Forest and Wolves and, and take 15 from 15, I don't know. Um, we might not need 15 out of 15 if, if City were to slip up. But, you know, if if we can go there and get a point, and to come away from that and feel like it's it's in our hands and it's no longer in City's hands. That would be the big story coming out if we can get a point there. So, um, you know, it's... That's a uh, big if, though, isn't it? Getting yeah. a um, it's a big if. It's a big if. <laughs> you know, they're, they're playing incredibly. You know, it's... Um, well, saying that, you know, they did take their foot off the gas massively against Leicester for the last half an hour and gave Leicester loads of opportunities to the extent Leicester's XG was bigger than City's come the end of the game. But well, they scored three goals, crucially. Because they scored yeah. three and the game yeah. was done in yeah. a way that I thought Arsenal were about to do um, on yeah, Sunday. Josh, so yeah, I'm Josh, not quite as disappointed and depressed as I could be, but I try and be positive. Yeah, J- Josh, I think you're spot on. No, if Although, although Boyd, as what you said, if we would have um, if we'd have won yesterday and then obviously gone into that city game nine points clear, that's that's absolutely massive. But what what Josh is spot on, it boils down to is you you have to have a big result in the season. We've lost to City at home, 
we have to get a result at City away. We've got beat to United. Um, yes, you've done the double over Spurs. But even though we were in such a big position, you think you have to get a result. You can't, you, you can't win the title and lose to the team that finishes uh, second twice. Um, I know Gary Neville has started changing his tune and gone, look, Arsenal now need that big result. They need the... They, they need to go to City and win. Um, and then, and that's what we need to do. We need to get rid of what happened the last two, two, two games. Hopefully, hopefully this week they can just focus on that. That if they, if they get in that position again, go 1-0 up, go 2-0 up at City, they put the game to bed because, again, sometimes City starts slow. Uh, although, although they destroyed Bayern, the first 20 minutes, Bayern could have nicked one or two there. Um, so, and again, when, when it came to the cup game at City, I know it'll be a different team. We played well. We could have been one, if not two up. And I think whatever happens on Friday, we win. We go to Man City. I think we come out of the blocks big time. I don't think we start start slow. We come out of the blocks. We could be ahead. It's just then managing the game and putting in that, putting in that big 90, 90 plus minutes performance. Yeah, I admire your um, <laughs> optimism slash bravado, but... My feeling is, I, it, it's our team that immorals me. I mean, forget about City. I, I think they're. I think City. I think the only way we can get a draw at City or, or get something from that game is with if Saliba's back yeah. or if Sinjenko's back. If we stick, if we still have to play that half a defence. And I'm, apologies to Tierney. I, I love him. He's great. But I just think it's so important we have that first choice team back. And I think still, and we've said it all the way through the season, one of the most unreal things about where we've, the position we've got to is we've done it with a squad whereby the drop-off from our five or six best players to what else is available on the is so huge, so much bigger than City's. And I think this is real. I just think that's, I'm actually, I'm thinking about our performances and I worry that, you know, those, I, I worry about that defence against City. <laughs> I think you know it's less. It's if we'd have slightly more time for Saliba to come back. You know, I mean, I don't know if Saliba's even in the running to get to get minutes against Southampton. It doesn't feel like it, does it? No. No. So I don't know. I just, I just can't. I just, I know, and nothing gets holding. Just can't see City not exploiting that weakness in our defence. And City just have the only the only weakness that you're going to have against City at the moment. And I and I would not. I'm definitely in those. People, I, I just think they're going to win every game from now on. Our one might be the exception. I think they're easily going to win every game. They just don't look like even that game at the weekend where you, where they after th- going three 0 up, they they then made all the substitutions and blah, blah blah. But let me just say one say one thing. The only thing that could happen that gives us a chance is Pep does one of his mad tactical yeah. berserk maneuvers that he does tends to do in Europe that have led to them going out of Europe quite a few times. And I know that he gets, he hates being asked about it because it's true. Every now and then he does something that's so bonkers and mad and it doesn't really work that well. I mean, he kind of did it. It's kind you know, not playing with the left back for a while, but when he started doing that, it did leave them quite open. And we, and he kind of did it against us, didn't he? And we had a, we kind of had a, we played pretty well with, for a while against that. But I think it needs that. It needs him to have one of his brainstorms almost. For us to have a chance. That's just my feeling. And I just think people say there's loads of twists and turns to come. For me, all the twists and turns are, are about us. You know, I don't feel, I don't sense many twists and turns with City at all. Am I being overly negative, Josh? Well, you're certainly not being positive. I think, I think <laughs> I we, can, we can, we can all take that from, no, if City were, you know, not, not in this lovely run of form that 
they're in now, right? They're, they're six Premier League wins in a row, but let's yeah. not forget we we did chalk up seven, didn't we? Going yeah. into the uh, the two draws that that we had, but the one thing that we will have in reserve is they, their last two games are going to be Brighton and Brentford away. And there is a bit of hope in that, right? That That is not a formality. And if they've got those two at a FA Cup final and a European Cup final, it's, it's, a, it's a challenge that they're, they're going to have. But I agree with Russ. You cannot go, you can't lose twice to, to the team you're in the title race with and expect to do it. I haven't looked back on the last 30 years of Premier League stats, but I'll be surprised if there's been a situation where the team that came first lost twice to the team that came second. I, I, I suspect it hasn't um, it hasn't happened. Um, no, no, no. And again, Josh, again, you look at you look at you look at the Newcastle game. Newcastle home, we didn't win. We need to go there and win. Obviously, United away, we we lost. We we won the home game. Uh, so you look at the teams in the top four. Again, it may come down the end of the season. It 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 will be against City, Newcastle, and United. The 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 were the points that we would have needed for the title. Yeah, yeah. I get I get what you're saying. I just think I I I, I just think their run-ins. I I do think their run-ins easier than ours. You're right. They, they've got the Brentford. I mean, I'm not convinced that Brentford are gonna. I think Brighton. The Brighton is key. The Bright. Uh, the one game. The literally the one game. I think they might face. To have difficulty with is the Brighton game. Of course, we've got to play Brighton as well. We're at home, yeah. but you know they're they're really good. Brighton are really good, and uh, that Newcastle away. I mean, I'm glad. I know they've been. You know, they've, they've, Newcastle have looked rockier in the last couple of weeks. Thankfully, I take some solace from that. But we have a bad time, don't we, in Newcastle quite regularly. Um, and I just look at I just look at the run for me. Like in my my I guess my question is to you guys is in my heart of hearts, I feel like. It's slipping away, you know, and I hate being that negative. And I know we can do it. I, I, you know, honestly, I pray to God. Do you know what? I've decided, boys. I'm I'm asking you, honestly, does it not feel that way a bit to you? Yes. That, yeah, okay. But I'm going to have a really long time to be sad. So yeah. why don't we try and stay happy for another week? Oh, I am least. happy. I'm, I, I, I I'm... stay, stay happy and proud that we're four <laughs> points. I'm know, very, I'm very that, proud that it's doable and that we can go and be Southampton. And that we're in a title race and how mad that really is. And we can all sit here and think back to Zorba. So I'm going to have a whole summer to be incredibly downbeat and miserable. <laughs> and just know how difficult it's going to be there, sitting there clapping them after we've beaten Wolves, yeah. but, you know, ended up second. And that, you know, the stadium announcer will, you know, encourage us all to be, you know, rightly positive and Champions League football is back. It's going to be horrible. So I'm just trying to be super positive now mm. and just think we go to Man City and, you know, put in a, a performance that we're capable of, then, then maybe maybe there is a twist left um, in the season. Um, but yeah, I think if we if we go there and get beat next Wednesday night, I'm... I'm going to be more like uh, your camp of uh, optimism, I would say. Yeah, Boyd, I, I 100% agree. We somehow, again, we we don't, no one officially know, we do need Saliba and Zinchenko there. We do need to go to City with our first 11 and literally just give everything that we've got to at least get a point and somehow nick it. Arteta needs to make the right substitutions. However the game goes, whether we're losing mm. or drawing, that last 20 minutes, half an hour, is I think is is absolutely massive. Arteta needs to get it right, play the right tactical game, and then look, 
who knows? But first things first, we have to beat Southampton. We should do it. Um, home crowd Friday night. Everyone will be everyone will be 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 buzzing. And then Alicia, we've got that. We've got that build up. They've obviously got Sheffield United that they'll they should breeze through. Um, and yeah, we need everyone fit. We need everyone ready mentally. Um, Arteta needs to be on his A game as well. As we said, we started uh, it started by saying some of the substitutions. The last two games haven't been great. Arteta, Arteta needs to have a ninety minutes to um, to be proud of next Wednesday, as well as the team do. Do you think he? Um, yeah, I agree. Do you think he uh, sits back and thinks about what about his own substitutions? I wonder if he analyses because I did think I was thinking. You know, it's all very well to be that critical of the team, but you you, you fucked up as well. <laughs> okay, I was like, I wonder if he has that self reflection. You know, uh, look, I've got to think look, about my substitutions better. Look, against Bournemouth, everything worked. Again, uh, I think Man United are at home. Everything worked. You brought on Trossard. Trossard created the goal. I think there yeah. may well have been uh, the first half of the season some great substitutions that he made and um, took draws to wins. Uh, but obviously, the last two again, I think it's not just myself, you and Josh as well. We've said there's there's a couple of substitutions that even we're watching the game and think, why did you do that? If it happens once, okay, twice, fair enough. Third time, third away game that we've got now, City away. That needs to be the one that everything needs to click 100%. We've seen it, I said, we've seen it twice now. We can't let it happen again. If we go ahead at City 1-0, and even if we were to get 2-0 ahead, oh, we, need to, we, need, <laughs> we need to shut up shop. 2 nils now officially are the most dangerous uh, score we can possibly have. Josh? The pressure is on City for that one, right? That that We've kind of given it back to them, right? And and they they will feel they need to to win that that game. I feel like almost for Arsenal, I feel like we're going in at like having had a home leg, and we, you know we can sneak it or, or something like that with a with a draw. Just don't think it's um, it's all over until we get smashed up next Wednesday night. Um, <laughs> and and like even then, and even yeah. then, we'll have you know then we'll we can all get Brighton and Brentford shirts for the final week yeah. of the season if we can take it. Take it that far. Just think schedule-wise, things have gone in our favour, as I mentioned. The fact City are going to get through if they beat Sheffield United and if they're seemingly through in Europe with their 3-0 home advantage. Even Man City, that that isn't ideal, right? There, there are small factors that go with us. And Man City, let's not forget, were favourites before we went to West Ham, right? With 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 the bookmakers, yeah. with, it, with everyone. They're now bigger favourites, um, but not to the point where you know, I don't. I don't know, Russ. If we get a point at, at um, Man City, what, what do you think? Who's favourites for the title race? If we beat Southampton and get a point at Man City, no, it closes it down. But City are still favourites, right? Okay, City are still favorites, but it goes definitely. a lot closer. It goes a lot closer, just because yeah. of yeah, City's yeah. expectation to to win the home game. Yeah, I think, um, I think it's. Yeah, I think it's seven to four now. Arsenal, four to nine. City. I don't know. Maybe it's ten to eleven. City eleven to ten. Arsenal. So, so we're coming. But City, are, I, I still think, even if it's a draw, still odds on. Just because, again, we we've shown obviously at Liverpool and at West Ham that again we can get caught. We still will go away to to Newcastle. That's not easy. Uh, and again, you're right. We've although we're hoping Brighton can get something as um, at home to City, <laughs> we've still got to play Brighton at home, and and they're a great side home or away. So that's not easy as well. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Yeah, I did I did see a stat. I mean, boy, did you talk about the the mentality and the players that, you know, points dropped from winning positions in the Premier League. August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March combined for Arsenal, four points. Wow. Last two games, four points. Four points. And yeah. uh that 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 isn't what you want to be doing. Um I, I just um, think, yeah, yeah, I look at you know, look at what Liverpool look at how Liverpool fans, you know, they've been through this against City and just this time of the season, City just just have this aura of invincibility about them. And I think they've got it right now. And I and I think that although like just the little things that we they like the missing penalties, um, you know, letting allowing players to take the ball off you in key situations like happen with they're just little things to happen to us in the last couple of weeks yeah. that you just don't see happen to City. And that's why my pessimism is residing. I still think we can do it. Don't don't get me wrong. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm absolutely clinging to that. But I, I do think if you if you look back at it dispassionately, you know, and I think there's a reason why the betting is as it is. There's a reason why that odds that um, that probability thing about you know went from yeah. it was about 54 percent, I think 46 percent before the West Ham game. Now it's like 65 percent, 35 percent. I think likelihood that they'll win. You know, the league matches. So all of those things, I just feel like I put it this way. Now that we've lost, you know, from what's happened with the last two games, if we win it now, oh my God. I mean, it's even more extraordinary and even more fantastically, brilliantly amazing. Yeah, and we that just, game, yeah, go on. We, we, we just need Sonic to, 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 to kind of upset Pep or upset their yeah. momentum a little bit. Yeah. Again, they, they, they absolutely, they absolutely pissed through Bayern Munich, mm. seemingly. Shocking. All, Gardens Rosie again Saturday against Leicester. Still Gardens Rosie. I'm sure against Sheffield United it'll be simple. Again, we just need something not to go in their way, just because just, just yeah. to stop that, just to stop their momentum. I know obviously Liverpool away, West Ham away, our momentum stopped a little bit, but we just need something over these next couple of games. Even if it's even if it's a a Champions League semi final against Real Madrid, where something doesn't go their way and in, across those two that those two legs, that that could help us because otherwise yeah, yeah, I agree. Otherwise, I think you're oh, right. I agree. That's exactly what we need. Yeah. We need something. We need a chink in their armor. We need to see something because at the moment they look infallible and unbeatable and they look, and that confidence, you mentioned Josh, the confidence factor, you know, the oh, or, or the, you know, the pressure factor they're, they're under pressure. Well, I don't think they feel the pressure. I don't think those players feel the pressure like our players do. Our players are human. Uh, you know, and I don't feel I know I know, you know, we're ahead of them, we're in an amazing position, but right now our players feel more human than their players. That's you know, and, and without mentioning their fucking striker who's about to break the record. You know, we if we win this thing, we'll have beaten a team that's got the best striker in the world right now, who's gonna break every fucking record in the in, in the league, English league, pretty much that there is. And we you know, that is how it, it's that's why it's just gonna be so mind blowing if we do manage to pull it off. Anyway, we could ramble on like this for hours. Yeah. But well, obviously, end- we take, obviously, we take the positives that I know Josh is saying we 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 win at home to Wolves. We could probably get our record points points total. Oh yeah, I mean that yeah. progress from where we are to oh. be back in the to be back in the Champions League to hear the anthem at the Emirates. The everyone's signing new deals and 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 next year we go again. The squad invests more. 
as Boyd, as you said, look, obviously Holding and Tierney, there'll be there'll be reinforcements there. Declan Rice is going to come Rice in. Rice will be with us, yeah. yeah. Rice will be with us. I agree, us. I agree. Look, I must, for the future, I mean, this is fantastic. Massive hopes for the future. Um, 100%. Yeah, are you going to the to the to City game, Russ? Yes, yes, I'll be there. Josh, you'll be there as well? Yeah, I'm going, and I just guess we should be glad that we are in, you know, th- that is one of the moments around the world, which doesn't matter what time zone you're in. The world is watching that, and that is amazing that we are part of that game now. You know these these epic City Liverpool clashes we've had over the last few years. It's now Arsenal, right? And we we are back, right? And the fact that we have taken it to the last few weeks of the season in the title race um, shows shows everyone that that Arsenal are back, and it's going to be incredibly incredibly tough but just think about the lift it gives us if we go there and get a point you can imagine the players will be celebrating coming out you know if they can just go there and grind out a draw the lift it, it gives you to just go to you know onto Chelsea and then worry about the final four games four or five games could be amazing so Boyd I'm going to choose to be optimistic okay. until Wednesday okay. at well, eleven PM or whatever it will be. Yeah, yeah. I'll be in. I'll be in uh, LA, of course, watching it. Uh, You're seeing the final ever there. James Corden late late yeah. show, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, amazing. Um, yeah, it's beat, beat beat Southampton Friday, and then it's literally five days of thinking about us being the underdogs. We're the underdogs. Mm. Josh, you're right. The world is watching. We're the underdogs. We've come from nowhere. Forty to one at the start of the season. We've got into the got into this position. The world is watching. Um, we just got to give everything. As I said, on the pitch and off the pitch, Arteta as well. The the eleven that play the subs. We'll just go over the game of our lives there. More importantly, Russ, what is your official prediction for the Southampton game? We'll be back. We'll do another podcast after that before the City game. But what is your prediction? What will the scoreline be against Southampton on Friday at eight o'clock? A two 0 win. And Josh. No, I think on Friday. Be scared if I hope it's a 90th minute two second goal for the two 0 We'll be nervous if they do it too early, won't we? <laughs> yeah. I think Arsenal will win two one. Don't think they'll be so comfortable. Two one. What do you think, Boyd? I'm gonna say three one. Three one. Yeah. We have to win that game. Quite yeah. quite with some with some level. Boyd, of what's the big plan? Friday night, nice little Greek restaurant where you got uh... plans. I think so. I don't know what the plans are yet, actually. It's quite weird. When's the, it's quite very unusual to play on a Friday night, isn't it? I know you guys do Friday night regularly, but... Yeah, we had like one last one year, more, didn't yeah. we, at some point? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, it's the first game, wasn't it? Crystal Palace was Friday night, no? The away one, Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, very much looking forward to it. And despite all of my criticism and pessimism, I still, deep down, think there's a possibility we could do it. So, yeah, it's, it's very exciting. Um, thanks, Russ. Thanks, Josh. Thank, and, you, thank uh, you for having me. And we'll be back next week before the. Uh, I'm saying, I'm, I assume, hopefully, I'm sure we'll find time to podcast. When do you go to America, boy? I go to America on Monday morning. Right, so we'll I'm get sure it. We'll get night. it done beforehand. Yeah, Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See you then. Cheers, bye. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.